Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another Red October slash November edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 478. KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios, getting you all set for World Series action. Game number four on deck. Phillies up two games to one over the Houston Astros. We're going to dive into everything from game three going to preview tonight we're going to talk about uh eagles and texans and uh the philadelphia union going to the mls cup and of course we're going to talk a little survivor as well uh because everything is just busy on wednesdays here at underground sports philadelphia but before we get started make sure you guys are following us on the socials our 3k giveaway on twitter is live uh at underground phi so make sure you go enter our giveaway the winner will be announced as soon as the World Series comes to a close. Uh, we're giving away a Joel Embiid, number 24 Kobe jersey, a autographed Dolph Shays photo, and your choice of Duwani art. Whatever you want, you're going to get it if you are our winner. Um, so make sure you go check out the tweet, enter the giveaway, Super easy. Shout out to the homie Josh Reynolds for partnering up with us for the giveaway. And uh, we're, we're on the road to 4K now on Twitter before Elon takes it away. Um, make sure you follow us there. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. We're talking all things Philly sports, the best place for it. So subscribe to the podcast feed and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can now type in youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia and our channel will come up. We're on that road to 1K uh, subscriber challenge. We're at 284 subscribers now. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on how the World Series is going so far. And uh, be a friend, tell a friend, share the channel with your people. And a uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Uh, and, of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company, who provide unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philadelphia with their original designs for all. There's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. You guys can use our promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co, promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. What the hell's going on, Matt? Living the dream. We are living the dream. Uh, the Phillies are up two games to one in the 2022 World Series. And uh, it still somehow just doesn't feel real. Um, the boys went mashing last night. Tie a World Series record uh, for most home runs in a World Series game. Set a new World Series record for most home runs off a single pitcher. Um, thanks Dusty. That was uh Thanks Dusty. <laughs> Thank you Lance. <laughs> um but the Phils are are up 2 games to 1, feeling good and because of the rain delay helps set up the Phillies pitching rotation now that uh Aaron Nola will start game 4 and it, it's not a World Series game 3 without a rain delay or rain uh you know cancellation if you will. Yeah, um, kind of a lucky break for the Phillies because 
it would have been Monday. It would have been a Syndergaard start, and um, we love Noah, but uh, I, I think it's safe to say he would likely have been. I mean, it's up in the air, too, if we even see him start a game in this World Series now, but he would have been probably the worst starter um, thrown out there, and, and that would have been maybe a little bit of trouble, especially against this Astros lineup who uh, can get hot, can get dangerous. And, you know, they've they've gotten on the Phillies early, you know, in games uh, really – except for for last night obviously but the first two games like the first three innings have actually been where the Phillies have have struggled uh pitching and and defensively and um we've got Nola going tonight you hope that that's a little better but he's his last two starts have not been amazing I will say the the game one start though was I would say uh just as much like fielding and defensive Mm -hmm. era like um you know that you know that as much as him like not being uh, amazing uh and at his very best so that could be a, a little frustrating um but it's 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 a good break for the phillies it, it really is and i mean especially last night you get the the win with ranger pitching he looked fantastic he's been so good he's had a he's had a monster playoffs in terms of just like stepping into the big moments he comes out game one too and and pitches some uh some key relief there and yeah, he's uh his confidence is is definitely soaring. Uh, you have to imagine, and the big thing is too is that the the bullpen for the Phillies has gotten really significant rest now, which is big, um, because obviously you hope you don't need them as much tonight. But um, it's not inconceivable that tomorrow night, which again could be potentially a World Series clinching night, you know you have like your best arms available, um, and we've seen that Rob Thompson is not afraid to be aggressive and not afraid like listen like you're <laughs> you literally have at maximum uh what four games left in your season you know that there's there's no point in anymore now like you're not saving and conserving and i think if there's one criticism that i think people could levy at, at dusty baker and, and the astros is that they've been managing so far like it's a july series and not the last series for the entire prize um you know i I don't know how uh, what's his name stays in in the game last night because I think if I'm a Astros fan in that situation I'm I'm fuming and kind of ripping my hair out. But yeah, I I think that is um that's where the Phillies are at. I, I think that the rain postponement helps them out. It, it gives them that extra day of rest, allows them to to reset and allows them too to get um like just I don't know like I I, I think just kind of like refocused you know. And last night too, you obviously you have the the return to the home games and that was the only the fifth Phillies home game in the last 35 days because uh, I mean, this team has just been like road warriors road, road dog dogs. in it um and so I, I found this too the Phils are obviously now six and zero at home um in these playoffs they've out homered their opponents 17 to 6 in those six games uh, no team had ever even hit more than 15 homers in a span of six home games in a single postseason uh, before the 2022 Phillies. Um, and they've outscored their opponents 42 to 15 in their six postseason home games. So they, I mean, it's like no joke. Like people talk all the time about the home field advantage stuff across every sport. Um, this is truly <laughs> like, it has been a, uh, like a fortress uh, for the Phillies, which has been, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. Those first two games in Houston were very tight, and mm-hmm. not that last night is what it's going to be, but it's following. It has followed the same path that the the previous playoff series did, where tight games, um, Philly split on the road and come home and have like really electric, especially offensive performance. And you do it in front of some of the most iconic legends in all of Philadelphia sports. Um, your first pitch throwers last night were. All four former champions. Feels like cheating because we were trying to talk about, we're trying to guess like who might throw out the yeah. first pitch. And like, how about just all of them at once? <laughs> so you get uh, Mike Schmidt throwing to Cole Hamels. You get Jason Worth throwing to Bernie Perrant. You get uh, Brandon Graham throwing to Ryan Howard. And then you get Dr. J throwing to Shane Victorino. Like, all right, <laughs> who do we, who's following that up tonight? I mean, <laughs> Well, if it's I, not boys to men to like uh, Cassidy, I <laughs> I have that information for you, Matt. Tonight's first pitch throwers are Jimmy Rollins and the man Chase Utley. Okay, well, 
that's good energy. Who made a surprise appearance and last night. I Nobody had, knew he was there, but apparently the Phillies well, flew him in on a private jet. How could you miss him with that hair? Uh, Very true. I did not realize. He's not even Silver Fox anymore. He is Arctic Fox. Yes. Like, I did not realize. And he, he wears it well, but... um. I like had to do a double take. I was like, "Wow, he like he is fully in on it." Um, so good for him. But it was cool. It's cool too, like seeing kind of the revival of like that. Oh wait, not that we've ever let it go. <laughs> like we have clung hard to that uh, that yes. championship. But you know, it is cool, like just kind of seeing them now. I mean, forget too. It's been it's been fourteen years. Um, these guys, you know, these guys have lived an entire career now yeah. separated um, from that and. It's just it's just kind of cool seeing them all back together, and um, I mean, this this run feels in a similar kind of way. You know, like it feels like there's this magical sense about it, and there's been a lot of a uh, lot of great moments. And I mean, it's it's bizarre to say, but I mean, the the Phillies have put themselves in a already a strong position um, in MLB postseason seven game series. The team that wins in a one-one split, wins game three, wins the series sixty-nine percent of the time. Nice, um, but I mean that you know, and, and it feels that way too. Like it feels like I, the way I always look at like playoffs and stuff and, and these types of situations is like, I was trying to like just imagine being on the other side. If, if we were say the Astros in the situation, you're down two one, uh, you lose a, a game, um, pretty rough that that game one. Like that's a, that's a pretty bad collapse. Rebound pretty well in game two get just absolutely torched in game three. And, um, you know, now you have this situation where like <laughs> this team that you feel you're better than if you're the Astros, right? Like, I, and I don't know that they'd be wrong in at least having that mm-hmm. sense about themselves. Like you're gonna have to dig yourself out of all, you have to win <laughs> at least one of these games in Philly. And they could do that. I and mean, it's certainly not impossible, but you know, I, just feeling like if you were down that two, one is so different, you know, and it's such a, uh, a more confident position to find yourself in and, yeah, it's, it's no surprise that those teams typically uh, go on to, to win the series at such a, a high rate. And what an eclectic group it was in the box last night. Uh, photo coming from Mickey, Mickey Morandini's Instagram. Uh, we had Mickey Morandini, Shane Victorino, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jason Wirth. Then we were joined by Cole Hamels, yeah. Carlos Ruiz, uh, J.C. Romero, Brad Lidge, Ben Revere, and Dom Brown. Yeah, which is um, quite the crew. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Ben Revere and Dom Brown got the invite, and J.C. Romero at that, <laughs> even though he was on that 08 team, those three getting the invite to that box is pretty cool. It's a, And it's a little silly dragon meme, but we love it, you know? <laughs> like, um, and I don't know if I mentioned Raul Abana is also in the box. Yeah. Um, Raul Abana is the same that he did in 09. Framed perfectly. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah that's that's again just been the the cool part of all this too is uh just seeing some of the legends back and i think too i mean you're seeing it in in the crowd and the ticket prices like a lot of the current players too like last night fletcher cox was there yeah. hassan reddick who's a camden new jersey native was in attendance need to mention uh micah parsons micah also. parsons big <laughs> phil's fan uh and i don't know if you saw cj gardner johnson's quote tweet of micah parsons says he want to be an eagle so bad for real uh um, me too i that'd be cool <laughs> rob mccallany in yeah. attendance last night as well um Weird that Meek showed up on Monday, wasn't there last night. Maybe he th- he's there tonight. Uh, Scheduling conflict. Doing perhaps. a sound check, uh, yeah. which was pretty interesting. Um, but the stars were out. Carly Lloyd was in attendance last night as well. Kate Upton. Kate Happy Upton. to be on the, uh, the fan cam. It's nice to know celebrities are just like us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. Uh, so the stars were out in full force. Uh, Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris were at the game last night as well. It's it's they never lose the Maxi game. Shout out to to Uncle Zoe. Yeah. Uh, they never lose the Maxi game, and uh, the Phillies are now in the driver's seat, up two games to one with their ace on the mound, and uh, having not used any of their key bullpen pieces last night either. I think that is one of the bigger takeaways from last night's game too. You didn't have to use Sir Anthony. You didn't have to use Jose Alvarado. You didn't have to use David Robertson. You didn't have to use Zach Eflin. Yeah, that's, I think, the... You've now made this a five-game series, and you still have your two best pitchers available to be used and a, a rested, available bullpen. Um, that's that's just huge. And I, I mean, again, you. 
I, you can't discount that, you know, like it's, 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 it's a huge advantage to have. And, and again, you know, the strength of this, this Astros team is their depth, is their pitching. Um, and you were able to, to break through that and get a great result last night. And it can't be understated what a, a just a massive win that is because, you know, no matter what, I, I mean, the, the Phillies have a great shot at this, which is crazy to say, but it's, it's not inconceivable either that, you know, they can do what they've done the last two series, which is, you know, just sweep at home. Like that's, that's not impossible. It's going to be tough. I mean, the Astros are not, not an easy team to get down up, but we've seen too, that like the Phillies have definitely struggled early on in games when, when they've struggled. It's been in those first two or three innings is, is where those, those runs have come, but they've, they've like in those games figured it out and it had, you know, five, six scoreless innings against the Astros. You know, it's just, you can't, you really can't give any team, you know, a four or five nothing lead because that's always going to be hard. But this Astros team, especially, it's it's always going to be challenging with uh, the defense they play and, and and the good pitching that they're able to call on, and you know that that's the the big worry. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, hopefully, hopefully they don't afford them that opportunity. It really felt like last night after Bryce's uh, homer, like it it felt like that was like what what this team really needed because they also haven't had. It's been a a, a while since they've had like a more clean relaxing game mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like they, they pretty much everything has been steeped in like anxiety and tension over the last like week and a half yeah uh, so it was kind of nice like not that i was taking you you know my, my foot off the pedal and like relaxing but you know when you're seven oh up in like the the eighth inning it's it's just a much different feeling you know rather than five five right like and, and everything's kind of on a knife's edge and i think it allows people to maybe relax a little bit like gather themselves and um but you gotta take take your shot while you can because you have a great opportunity tonight to go three one up and from there you just have to win one out of three which i can't believe about like (laughs) that's just great i mean i don't know it's 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 a a crazy crazy feeling to to be here in this position now last night as well according to the uh penn state university brandywine seismograph station Bryce Harper and Alec Bohm's home runs registered uh, basically on the Richter scale to, to dumb it down for everybody. Uh, the city was physically shaking. I'm not surprised. It, unreal. <laughs> there was a video somebody posted last night, too, that they lived about a little over half a mile away from Citizens Bank Park, and you could hear everybody singing Dancing on My Own, uh, which has also led to Garrett Stubbs getting a custom-made jacket for Game 5 tailored on the inside with the lyrics to dancing on my own on the inside of the suit you love it um just it's insane you've heard of the rally animal (laughs) (laughs) now get ready for the rally song (laughs) we are the animals the the rally remix (laughs) um you know jamie hoskins going out and buying beers for everybody great move love to see um shout out to mark kramer the homie going on like a media tour for posting a photo of it um last night also shout out to the houston astros social media team two tweets during the game last night two tweets to be fair i mean and this wasn't was, much this was the one pregame that killed me yeah it's tough said so it silence the noise well, we gotta hear the trash cans that's why yeah. I got <laughs> and then uh <laughs> that's why they're so quiet at home the fans like we gotta yeah, you know, <laughs> gotta keep it quiet for the boys. That's why they have the roof on too. Yeah. It echoes much better when you can hear the trash cans that way. Who would have thought uh, Mattress Mac would turn on Philadelphia so quickly? Yikes! Uh, <laughs> kind of feel bad Fuck for the guy. <laughs> kind of feel bad for the guy. Well, um, did you see his reasoning? Uh, he no. did an interview today, and the reasoning was that people were coming after the integrity and character of the Houston Astros players. Okay, well that's ridiculous. I thought someone was like being like rude to him. Someone personally. said because he like, jer- did something really generous, right? Then he like donate a bunch of stuff to like Philly. I think so. First like responders. I think stuff, he has like fifteen is... million dollars bet. On yeah, this he game has like too. that, and he's like whatever. Like I don't like whatever. Um, but don't be. I he, listen. Apparently, people went up to him and said, "Lift the jersey up to reveal the buzzer." <laughs> that's and fucking then funny. That's Jose harmless. Altuve will never get into the Hall of Fame because he's a cheater, and then that's what set him off. And okay, then this morning, <laughs> goes and runs the Rocky Steps. When will they ever learn? Uh, apparently, there was somebody else who put a Astro sticker on Rocky shorts. I saw that, and that was before a game throw. I was like, these motherfuckers did They'll not never watch learn. the NFC Championship <laughs> game. And, like, this is just – it doesn't work. There's something – you were, like, 
I I don't want to call it sacred hollowed ground, but like you're really you're tempting fate. Yeah. I think when you do that, like don't don't do the art museum steps, don't do the skull chant, don't 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 do face like <laughs> uh, one of like our our icons. It's, it's it's better if you don't. I know Houston doesn't have any like thing of like culture uh, to offer. Um, they don't have uh, anything like that, so I get it. Um, but. Also, I, I thought people were, like, being, like, much more mean. That's, like, to me, yeah. like, that's normal, harmless shit. Uh, <laughs> to get that upset over that, it's like, you gotta, like, relax. I get that it's after the game, you just lost, like, you know, you flew all the way to Philly for a game. But, like, come on. Yeah. You're, like, 80. <laughs> you should... Well, actually, who am I kidding? You should... I, I'm not surprised. I he just thought it was hilarious emotional maturity. cursing like that with his uh, Texan slant, like, twang in his voice. Fuck you, asshole! <laughs> Uh, also, according to Ben Silver on Twitter, on WIP, Cole Hamels implicated that it'll be Brad Lidge and Carlos Ruiz throwing out and catching the first pitch at Game 5 tomorrow. In the powder blues. Allegedly. Uh, that news surfaced this morning. Apparently, according to uh, Dave Uram, he followed that up saying that it is in play. It's a possibility. It's not locked in. If they don't. I swear on my life. I will say this. I think it would be really, really cool. Uh, but Brian Seltzer, formerly working with the Sixers, now works uh, at WPHT, I believe, um, doing a bunch of radio and podcasts in Philly. He made a good point. And I think it kind of goes back to like everybody who like champions the, the Kelly Greens for the Eagles. He said, if it's a clinching game tomorrow, which we all hope it is, they shouldn't wear the powder blues because those are like nostalgia. That's history. The red pinstripes are the now. The photos live forever. Like this is like the current iteration of the Phillies organization. And when I read that, I was like, that's a great point. And I kind of agree with it, even though it would be sweet to see okay. the powder blues. But like, has he considered that they look nice? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what's missing from this conversation is that they look cool and it would be cool. Um, I don't really care either way yeah. personally, but just the idea of it would be, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I totally, totally get the, the, the reasoning there, but I, I personally, I'd, I'd like to see them in the powder blues tomorrow. Personally. Also, did you see the heckling, um, at the bullpen heckling of Lance McCullers? I did. And it clearly worked <laughs> just fantastic. Chirping the colors before game three. I heard you get terrible swamp ass before every start. McCullers, Hoskins got with your girlfriend in high school twice. That is getting smoked by how much sticky stuff's in that hair. I know there's something in that lettuce. Don't even get me started on you. Valdez, what's in your glove? What the hell's in your glove? Show me the off-speed! My grandma could have rocked that shit! McCullers, you need to figure it out! I haven't seen a strike yet! Philly's money line! Philly's money line is free tonight! He was right. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> I think he heard him. I think yeah. he... And you know what? I'll say this. Respectful heckling. Yes. Funny. Harmless. Harmless. Nothing crazy. There you go. Look at that. Philly. Weird. Also, apparently, uh, they showed Santa Claus on the big screen last night. Everybody cheered. Can I, when are we ever going to, like, let... So, I saw an article. Someone wrote about how we need to forgive and, like, move on from the Astros cheating. Yeah, it was John Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't people. remember exactly who wrote it. And then, but then brought up in that same article... Philly fans booing Santa Claus. Like, brother, that literally happened, like, five generations ago. Like, I don't know. I, I, that was 60 years ago. <laughs> like, I, people didn't have color TVs regularly in their households. Like, I, it was forever ago. So, I'm glad uh, I'm glad that's still alive and living. And um, glad we still have to, to live with that. It's fantastic. Absolutely incredible. Um, and maybe Santa Claus deserved it. Have we ever considered that? Right. Maybe Santa Claus deserved it. Well, there are those signs out there um, that a few people have tweeted. I did see Kate Scott got her hands on a few of them. I want to read them verbatim here. 
Here it is. So on one side, it's from uh, visitphilly.com. It says, go Union, go Phillies, go Eagles, go Sixers, go Flyers. And then on the other side, it says, in Philadelphia, we believe cheese and steak go together like pretzels and mustard. Honesty is the best policy. Santa deserved it. Our passion is fueled by love, parentheses, and grit. That we don't have an accent. You have an accent. Our time is now. Gonna have to agree with that. It has been a... Tell you what, it's been a really fun, <laughs> been a really fun month. <laughs> it's been quite the bender. Um, yeah, and I mean, also what's bizarre too is we're getting like beautiful weather for yeah. like early November baseball, which is just obscene. Like it's like we're having like Crazy. the nicest weather possible. Um, game four on the horizon, and obviously the weather delay now uh, coincides with the Phillies and Eagles playing on the same exact day, and the amount of people out there crying complaining that both games are happening at the same time how is this even an option i have to ask right like if you have one tv and you know whatever how are you picking a regular season game where the eagles just announced today that they know nobody's watching because they're wearing their preseason all white uniforms against a one win houston texans team or a potential game Five World Series clinching game that the Phillies are in in a season where nobody thought this was going to happen. It is it is going to be at best a, a potential World Series clinching game, at worst, a crucial game five right. to take the lead potentially into Houston. I how I'm sorry, but how is that even a discussion? Like there's no it's crazy I'm sorry, but like Tomorrow's Eagles game is like, frankly, meaningless. Yes, <laughs> like it's in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. The only like does not matter. Hint of it mattering is it would be when the Eagles win because the Texans are a disgrace. It'll be the first time in franchise history that they are eight and zero as a team. That's the only thing on the table for the Eagles. Outside of that, who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> I just I can't believe that it's even a discussion. But like, well, which game do I watch? The one that's in the the World <laughs> Series. The one, the one that there. The one, the one that matters. The one that's the last home game for uh, another three and a half months. <laughs> that one. Pick that grief. one. It's and just, it's like uh, if you have unreal. a computer, do the, the Eagles game is on Prime Video. Yeah. It's on Twitch. Got, we all know you got two screens at, at minimum. Pull at up minimum. with your two screens, put the Phillies on the big one, and call it a night. Yeah. Um, but now, I, I think it, it works out better, too, because say Thursday is the clincher. I would have to assume parade day is Saturday. I don't even want to I don't even want to get I, – I can't, I can't put myself there emotionally. We're only up 2-1. <laughs> Cannot put myself there emotionally. I'm not even ready for that discussion. But I did tell – a bunch of people today that if it does happen and somehow it is like next week, I'm not going to work. <laughs> I'm not going. What right are the, here. What are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> Thanks. Was that the Phils? Was that the Phils parade? What are you going to do? Yeah. So tonight's tonight's the big one tonight. And I yeah, mean, I think tonight's the most important game of the series. And I mean, it's Aaron Nola's had big big games uh over the last month it's gone good start bad start good start bad start yeah well i mean even go back to the padres series his last his last start there was not spectacular he got shelled early i didn't think his like he looked terrible to me in in houston in game one but um you know i mean you go back to the start in houston in early october that like got the phillies in the playoffs he looked great and that was to that point his biggest moment of his career uh was was essentially in some sense at least like a a a very a game with a lot of stakes more stakes than he'd ever played with and then you know in that wild card series too like uh you know goes out there and and pitches amazing like so he's like stepped up to the plate him and him and wheeler both my only concern is that both of them have looked in their last two starts like you can definitely tell there's like some fatigue there Mm -hmm. and i mean we've been riding these guys a lot um i mean we I think I've forgotten too that Wheeler got shut down for part of the season because like some elbow soreness because of like some fatigue, um, like a knee issue too. Like these guys are not like at their absolute best. Both of them, like Wheeler coming off of heavy innings last season um, and gets, you know, obviously like a little more managed this year with his time, but Nola, a lot of innings pitch. Like these guys are kind of, I think it's good that this is for both of them going to be their last start, you know, because I, I maybe like if there's an emergency game seven moment, you know, you could, you could maybe see, I definitely uh, think if 
like hopefully it doesn't get to that right. point. But if it does, I think we do see Nola out of the. You could see like Nola for like two innings. Two innings. You can face like face like six batters. Maybe, you know, like you could definitely see something like that. But um, I think that also helps too because it's like you have nothing. Like this is it. Like you have mm-hmm. like final stretch. Clip. This is it. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to really. You don't have to conserve anything, like, yeah. especially Wheeler. Like whatever we get out of him, that's that's likely it. Um, so that's I guess a, a, a positive. But yeah, those guys. I mean, I think it would be very poetic. Again, if big if, if but if those are the two that kind of close it out here, uh, because really like so much of the postseason success has really been about them. Obviously, the hitting and Bryce getting hot and. I don't even know how much we've even talked about him yet in like just the historic <laughs> postseason that he's having. Um, you know, one of the I mean, truly, like not even exaggerating, one of the best postseason runs we've ever seen from mm-hmm. a player. Like it's just uh, what he's doing is not normal in any sense of the word. But he, yeah, Wheeler and Nola too have just been uh, been great. Like you know, all, all through these playoffs and and have gotten us out of some some tough spots. So um, guys have been stepping up. It's been a, a joy to watch. Part of me never wants it to end. Like I love just like having this like <laughs> this drama unfold, but part of me is also like I found myself really um like getting itchy in between innings and like when it when especially when the Ashes are back up to bat, you're just like praying the time to uh to fast forward. But um it has been it's been I, it's everything we wanted having like the playoffs back. Like being in the World Series is not something I particularly expected, but um the anxiety and the, uh, the the like sleeplessness of it's one of the best drugs on the earth. Uh, I mean, it's just unreal. Just keeping me going. Foolish baseball tweeted this, and obviously you got to take it with a grain of salt because of the format and everything. Uh, it hasn't been around that long, but um, they said Bryce Harper is the first player in MLB history to homer in the wild card, division, championship, and World Series in one postseason. Uh, and they said, I like how I say MLB history as if they, uh, as if this had been possible for 150 seasons instead of 10. Um, but still first player to do it. So, uh, yeah. Well, so Harper's, um, home run in, in game three, uh, was his sixth of the postseason, his fourth go ahead homer, uh, this postseason. Only Albert Pujols has hit more go ahead homers in a single postseason. He had five in 2004. Yeah. Probably because of that bat. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because of that bat. Yeah, I'm sure it's just player safety. I'm sure that's and apparently I did see a clip here, so I'll uh It's not on the internet, so it's true. <laughs> the uh the Dodgers in September of last season tweeted a video of Max Muncie hitting a home run with Albert Pujols' bat during the regular season. Now granted it's the regular season, so whatever. Um but that that leads me to being like I find it very different than, you know, the hockey implemented rule where it's like everyone has the visors now. Or, you know, with the PLL, this season started, any new player in the league has to wear chest pads. Everyone else, if you didn't wear it before, you're grandfathered it's, in. A bat is like such a totally it's equipment different that thing. You're, it's a tool. It's not like equipment. It's a right. tool that you're using that can give to you. To produce. Yes. Like, <laughs> like it is. It's not a protection thing. Um, it's not a player safety item. It is literally your weapon of choice to go out there and, uh, you know, earn the most money you can by hitting the ball. Yeah. Um, there should be no grandfathered in bats, in my opinion. The grandfathered in stuff is stupid. Like, I could, I guess you can make the exception for Pujols, whatever. Like, but also, well. like, why does it, but why does he get an exception? Right. Knowing it? Like, come on. Like, oh, just because he's, like, a, good, a great player. You know, like, that just... Seems kind of dumb, but I'm glad that's over. I'm glad we're not uh, Zapruder filming uh, Valdez's uh, hand anymore. I'm still uh, sus on it. It's weird, but like ultimately, do these I guys think... are checked every inning. Right. And Rob Thompson was like, "Eh." <laughs> do I, think I feel if... like he was cheating? Who knows? I think my biggest thing is like advice to you, Fromber. You play for a team that is scrutinized and under the microscope for cheating. Maybe do a little bit less of the twitching. I think also like. And what's deeply ironic about this is ultimately the Astros really didn't get punished for 2017. Nope. And I don't care what they say about how other teams did it and whatever, because you won a championship by at best bending the rules. If not, let's be frank, outright cheating. You were cheating. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Personally, I don't, I care, but I also like don't care that much. But what makes me care more is when Astros fans pretend like it's no big deal. Right. It is a big deal. Let's, let's be frank. Like, come on. Like, don't be fucking chud here. Like, They'll be like willfully stupid, um, 
but part of the punishment, and I, I think was even in like the commissioner's ruling, whatever, is that, you know, the stain is going to be forever. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, but like, this is what you're just going to have to live with forever. Mm-hmm. Is like every small thing that would normally be no big deal for any other team is going to be magnified to like a higher degree. Cause you're the Astros. Like, I'm sorry. You're banging trash cans to steal signals. Like you, you're losers. Like you're cheaters. I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to, to make that any more clear for you. Um, and I'm sorry that it upsets you so much. 100%. And not that we want to look ahead too much because we are still very much in World Series mode, but some interesting news came down the pipeline this week too, Matt, uh, via Gaijin Baseball on Twitter, uh, who's a NPB uh, history YouTuber, covers the, the Japanese league. Oryx Buffalo star Masataka Yoshida has stated that he wants to be posted, uh, which is basically like the Japanese league's version for people at home like so that they can come play in Major League Baseball. Uh, and according to reports, his preference of team is likely the Phillies. Uh, Yoshida has a career 421 on base percentages coming off his first 1000 OPS season and put up a 201 WRC plus. Uh, and biggest reason is his idol is Bryce Harper. He originally wore number 34 because of Bryce. There's a photo on his Instagram with him and his dog, I believe, uh, (laughs) in Harper jerseys for congratulating him on his season. I think what I love most He's 29 about the years old as is well. That it looks like a, a child's birthday party. Yes. <laughs> but it's like clearly for for him like it's fantastic. But it's wonderful. He's 29 years old. I've seen enough. He's been the face of the franchise for the Oryx Buffalo since 2016. Sign him up. He walked off the Japan series last year in game five with a home run that was like Kyle Schwarber, second deck-esque. I don't know about you, but the thing that gets me excited here, and not just because it's the Phillies, but just baseball in general, is it's so rare that the Japanese players want to come play on the East Coast. Yeah. You never really see I think the two that stand out are Daisuke and, Daisuke and Tanaka. Yeah. Like and, those are the two and they go to the Red Sox and the Yankees who right. are like pop culture, you know, iconic franchises. Everyone else it seems like it's Seattle, LA, either the Angels or the Dodgers and we had you Darvish go to the the Rangers when he first came over, but obviously that's, you know, proximity to japan the west coast is closer to you know home and everything for them but it's so too, like, rare even like cultural yeah. communities there that like probably yeah I, say a suzuki this year went to the cubs right. so like it's just so rare that you see a japanese player who is posted and then says hey i want to go to the east coast be pretty sick be pretty, pretty cool sweet be pretty cool if he did so he's 29 years old um so he's like right in his prime and I'm just staring down the clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that as well. Um, so we'll see how that unfolds once the uh, the off season is here. But right now it's World Series Game 4 mode. And we are 17 minutes away from first pitch. And on top of that, not only do we have an undefeated football team, not only do we have a World Series baseball team, but brought to you by our pals over at Bino. You guys can go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use code BinoUSP for 10% off your order. Matt, they got the Liverpool board dropping this Friday uh, with the, the custom carrying case for that board. Looks very, very nice. Uh, so go grab your Bino boards. Get ready for the World Cup. Get ready for uh, the MLS Cup because our Philadelphia Union are headed to the MLS Cup for the very first time in franchise history, facing off against LAFC. Big 3-1 win over NYCFC at home. They tie an MLS record for most consecutive home wins in a season, and uh, they're playing for a championship. Two teams at the same time. Two teams at the same time. Uh, Joint parades? Question (laughs) We saw that with uh, with Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche, and then the Colorado Mammoth in the NLL this uh, past summer. They had a joint parade, so um, yeah, the uh, Union's going to LA to uh, to contend for the uh, the MLS Cup. Um, it's scary, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Like typically, too, the home team in these situations has has won uh, a lot of the circumstances. 
funnily enough, last year was one of the few years that that didn't happen. Um, New York City went to uh, to Portland and won there on penalties. Um, not much to separate LA and Philly over the course of the season, like in their own right, and then uh, played to a two-two draw earlier in the year. Um, and then I think the game that people probably remember the most is one of the big, very pre-COVID games that three-three uh, draw in LA. Um, that was in like March of 2020. That was the Glesnes like power bomb from like 35 yards out uh, game. So not much to separate the two. Both teams. I don't want to say cruise because the Philly went because uh, um, I almost said the Phillies. The Union went uh, one nil down to uh, to New York City and um, had to, to claw back, but eventually went three one. They sort of uh, really get the momentum on their side. And um, L.A. It wasn't a, a casual win over Austin, but again, yeah, they went three nil and first time since two thousand three that uh, that both top seeds um, from either conference are, are going to be making it. Um, to the the MLS Cup at, at the same time, so that's, and I mean it's, it's I think only right because these have these two have been in a tier of their own all season, um, and I think it's cool that you're actually seeing. It's not very often that you really get like, think of just like as sports in general. It's very rare that not only do the two number one seeds make it, but two very clear number one seeds who have been above uh, the, the rest for for most of the season in terms of quality. Uh, so you know for for just like general interest and neutrality like I, I think that's cool um you need to have a good chance i mean they, they've they've played well so far in these playoffs um they have, they have a, a better chance for sure it's just going to be hard going to to la being in that situation that stadium that's it's not going to be easy but um both teams suits it's, it's their first mls cup you know so neither neither club is like some uh some steel like veteran on their side necessarily in this situation so it's sort of a even even playing ground in some ways Hundred percent, and I wanted to get your take on this because I think I talked about it on uh, Monday's episode that came out. It feels weird to me that you know it, it's different for you know the World Series or the NBA Finals or the NHL, like with the Stanley Cup, where it's a series. You're going back and forth um, to to the different home stadiums and everything. I found it weird when I I realized that the the MLS Cup is at one of the participating teams' home stadiums. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Yeah, it's so it's it's a little weird because like in other like leagues, like in like Europe, there's typically like a big national stadium mm -hmm. that like a final like this would be held. So like for England, that would be Wembley, and that's like where just like you know England will play there, right? And that's where like all the big like even like the cup semifinals of like the FA Cup will be played there. Then the the cup final is there, and it's like a big like you know, central, well, not London isn't particularly central, right? But it's kind of like the cultural center, whatever you want to say, um, even though that's not maybe necessarily true. But the U.S. doesn't really have that because, in part, because of its size. But also, yeah, it's it's hard because it's, it's, it's a one game. And I think it would be cool maybe if you did it like the Super Bowl and it rotates to a different place every year. That might be cool. But I also do think in some ways, it, I mean, it's it's good because you get a true advantage for you know people we talked about this all with baseball right like mm -hmm. you know um and it is a true advantage if you're the best team in the regular season you will play at home every game that you play in that postseason and that that is and that's worth it you know that's worth you know maybe pushing yourself a little harder in july to get those extra results those extra wins knowing that if you make it to the final and you're the top overall seed you that's it, it's it's a big advantage for sure and maybe slightly unfair to the team that's also you know it's just like the tiebreaker rule isn't amazing in, in mls in my opinion um but it is what it is i i think in some ways i like it though because again it does reward like you being the top team and when you're only playing one game it is a uh, it does it does suck because you know you're, you're really you're really just getting that that one shot um at it but i think um I'm not sure that there's necessarily a better solution um, outside of like, yeah, just having it like rotate to uh, to new stadiums. Because I, again, I, I don't know what other like, there's no like big like stadium you could go to because it's also being played when mm -hmm. all every NFL stadium, every big college football stadium is also, you know, because my and, thought was, going. you know, the teams that do have their own stadium similar to the Union and, you know, some of these other teams, like, if they're not playing you can go and right. utilize those. You are your own league and everything. So utilize those facilities and, um, you know, kind of create a, like you said, a Super Bowl type environment and uh, 
bring both fan bases together and that way it's you know a, a neutral site and you get the fans out and it's still you know an electric environment I just found it weird that you know one team gets to compete uh at their home stadium in a championship game I think it's it's frustrating me on the other end of it I think yeah. it'd be very cool oh, if absolutely <laughs> if it was at the Union State yeah all right <laughs> okay it is it I, again I, I think ultimately it's 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 a way of keeping like that regular season to, to really matter, especially, you know, with that race. And um, again, it's just frustrating because you really could have had, it, it could be, you know, in, in Philly, if, uh, if some things just went a little differently for them. But um, even still, I, I think they have a, a good chance at, at winning this. hundred percent. And uh, that brings us to buffs and snuff survivor. 43 brought to you by the homies over at Kenwood beer. You guys can go to kenwoodbeer.com. Use the all new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. Crack open an ice cold Kenny when you're watching survivor all season long. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly, Matt. We get to the merge. Very interesting twist on the merge. Um, quite an episode last week to say the least. And, uh, we can feel confident, though, because James moves on to the merge for our podcast pick. Uh, going home was Ellie. Um, quite an interesting tribal council, I would say. Um, but we're at the merge now, uh, heading into episode seven. Yeah. Um, I'd like to stand by my Ryan uh, not winning <laughs> this season, unfortunately. Just seemed completely out of every conversation which was uh, tough still though, like showed some like loyalty at least. Um, I was a little worried about our boy James uh, for, for most of this episode felt like he could, uh, he could find his way. Um, Ellie ultimately, of course, like you said, is, uh, is voted off, but um, yeah, I like the format too of like, again, splitting the teams and uh, having one team. I, I'm glad we didn't do the, uh, did not revisit the hourglass twist. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, that was really the only twist I think they introduced in the last two seasons that I really actively disliked. Um, everything else has been meh, but that was the one that was like, "This sucks." <laughs> we could. I'm glad they got rid of it because it, it frankly, I, I just I did not find. There was no strategy decision, but we've we've talked enough about. It. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't bring it back, and I'm, I'm I, I like the way this turned out. Um, shout out to Gabler, just absolutely thrown down the gauntlet. Everyone else is like picking who. I thought it was funny. Everyone was like essentially just like outing who their like closest ally was, uh, which I, you know, I, I don't know that I'd be doing that. I, I don't know that I would be like saying who I share all my information with. I would just, you know, I get it though. Um, and Gabe was like, yeah, I want to get rid of Ellie. She sucks. She went through my bag. <laughs> it's like, and I think it was even funnier. She didn't go through his bag. She no. actually, like it felt like she was lying, but she actually wasn't. It was yeah. Janine that went through it. Um, and uh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> very uh, quite the move by Gambler. I liked it. You know what? Yeah, people don't do that anymore. People don't assert their dominance. Assert their dominance, and people don't have. <laughs> I. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, um, "Yeah, I threw her name out there because like that's my way of like throwing her name out there." It's like <laughs> I said her name as a way to throw her name out there. It's like, oh yeah, you you did. That's yeah. True. I also loved how. Uh, Owen went through the menu of advantages and idols and everything yeah. for us. Um, yeah, thanks, Owen. I needed thank the, you. you know, it's good to have that little <laughs> smorgasbord of like <laughs> what's going on here. Um, but yeah, heading into this next episode, I have no idea what to expect because now we're at the merge and it still feels like a lot of people are trying to figure out who they're going to actually align with. Um, you do have like little small pockets here and there. Um, but you know, just like this whole season has been, it's been tough to read like how week to week it's going to go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to even pick two like people that you really, cause it, it feels uh, a, a little more nebulous now that Ellie's gone. I think that was like kind of the big like clash between her and Gabler, like some, some personality clash too. Um, but yeah, I, I mean now like you, you, you wonder if like Coco is kind of like stick strong together. It certainly seemed that way. Um, and I mean, we've seen that in the last uh, two seasons, we've seen like, you know, one of these tribes sort of band together and, and make it very far together. At least as like a core three or four. 
Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that, you know, still like uh, Carla and James seem to have, you know, a, a strong connection, a, a strong bond and work well together. So I'm curious to see how that develops, um, you know, through this merge now. And man, I, <laughs> you can, I, there's like five people I think that could win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I really wouldn't be shocked at any of them. Like, I think Cody, I think James, I think Carla could win. Um, I think Cassie could be like a, Cassidy could be a, a sneaky win here. Like, um, maybe even Janine. Like, like I, I think Janine's path is maybe hard now, but I, I, she has an advantage. She, she has an advantage. Idol. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, like at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if anyone wins because the last few seasons, like, I, I hadn't seen Erica coming. I hadn't seen Marianne coming. So it's like, man, you know, like, maybe, maybe I just don't know at all. <laughs> maybe it's Dwight and I'm just not, I'm overlooking Dwight. Who knows? It has been wild. Uh, so make sure you guys follow at Buffs and Snuffs on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Underground PHI. We got that big giveaway going right now. Um, at almost uh, 200 new followers due to the giveaway. So make sure you follow us at Underground PHI Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be talking. We'll be live tweeting the World Series, live tweeting uh, Eagles Texans on Thursday as well. And uh, it's going to be one hell of a ride. And I do have to say, Matt, at least we're not the Brooklyn Nets. Talk about a <laughs> talk about a wild 24 hours, huh? Man, oh, man. It's like playing a uh, – I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say about that uh, that situation. We'll save them for next week it's when like going, somebody it's else like, gets it's traded. It's like playing controversy fired. bingo. Like <laughs> – uh, follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. It'll pop up for you. Uh, really helps the show continue to grow. Helps more people join us underground, which is exactly what we want. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. It'll bring you right to the channel. Uh, we are now at 285 subscribers. Once we get to 1,000, big things are going to pop off on all of our shows on the network. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on the Phils, the Eagles, the Sixers, Flyers, Union, Survivor, whatever it may be. Leave it in the comment section on YouTube. Shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC. Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. And, of course, our merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Go to phiapparel.co slash shop and use code UNDERGROUND at checkout for 10% off your merch orders all of our podcast merch is coming very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. And uh, this has been another Red October slash November edition. Episode number 478 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. Let's go Phils. And we'll see you guys next time. But until then, we are signing off. Peace. Peace.